0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban, and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broad Beach. And more details are available on our website, which is www.refinerylife.org. Join me in the Lord's Prayer before we go any further. You know, Jesus taught us how to pray, and this is how it is. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever, ever. Amen. And today we're going to continue our series that's based on the Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians. The theme that we've been working through is the making of a new world. And today we're going to talk, be talking about the instructions for the new recruits. The verse we're concentrating on is Ephesians 4.17. It talks of the new man. It says, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind. And the Scriptures will work through Ephesians 4:17 through to 5, 2. So let, let's continue on from verse 18. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have learned him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed by the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. And then from verse 25, it goes on to talk about not grieving the Holy Spirit. It says, Therefore, putting away lying, let each of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, and he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender hearted forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And walk in love, it says. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. It's a long piece of scripture, but wow. Many of the people who Paul wrote, had just accepted Christ. They were new recruits. Paul wanted to give these new believers some instructions. If they heeded his instructions, they would become accustomed to the new life in Christ and would develop into disciplined soldiers for the Lord. You know, believers must forsake pagan practices. Everyone has a formal life. Everyone. And Paul addressed believers who were converted from paganism. And we often have the tendency to think that all believers were converted from paganism, but that's not true. Some have been converted from religious backgrounds with strong morals. Nonetheless, all of us have a former life, and the former life is self-centeredness. Any life that seeks to put self at the center dishonors God. Everybody needs to forsake the former life. The self-dominated life must be forsaken. Paul described those who are in sin as having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanliness with greediness, it says. Paul highlighted some of the prominent features of the pagan life. Vanity, darkness, alienation. Ignorance, blindness of heart, callousness, lust, uncleanliness, and greed. It's a grim and revolting picture. And we must find our Christian conduct. And Christian conduct begins with Jesus Christ. Verse 20 says, but you have not so learned Christ. The term learned describes an experience with the risen Lord. Only by the opening of their lives to Christ can people start their Christian pilgrimage. Many people receive Christ. They are taught that Christian discipleship requires the renunciation of pagan practices and the cultivation of true holiness. That's when we receive Christ. That's what we're taught, or we should be taught. Christian conduct comes becomes part of a believer's lifestyle. The essence of the Christian lifestyle is defined by three things. First, in verse twenty-two, it told to put off. And this picture is of stripping off the old you and putting on the new. The second, Christians are to be renewed. This is an expression that's in the present tense. It's a continuous progress in the believer's life. And third, Christians are to put on, we are told in verse 24. This statement is the counterpart to put off. The new man is the new self, the new life in Christ. New recruits to Christianity must discover christ's lifestyle for them forsaking old ways is not enough taking on christ's full life is essential and we must follow christian conduct paul gave six specific commands on how to live the christian life how do you measure up to these can you change some things that you do the first ones as christians must try, practice truthfulness verse 25 says therefore put away lying Let each other, or let each one of you, sorry, speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Instead of being deceitful and dishonest, Christians should tell the truth. Christians should control their anger. Verse 26 says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Anger should not be given a place to take root in your heart. Christians should not steal is the third thing he says. Let him who stole steal no longer. But rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. For the pagans, stealing was an ordinary means of livelihood. Christians honor God with their speech. That's the fourth thing. Let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Personality may be defined as the power of self-communication. To abuse conversation perverts the personality. People may be blessed or hurt with the words that you speak. Next thing is Christians should not grieve the Holy Spirit. Verse 30 tells us that. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. God is grieved when people rebel against him. We must understand that. And The next thing is Christians need to guard their disposition. Verses 4. Thirty-one through to five two says, "Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamour, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ, I oh, sorry, God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma." As children imitate their father and and imitate the attitude of their parents, so God's children should also imitate the father, God. Now is the time to come into God's, God's kingdom and receive abundant life. You can't change on your own, but his Holy Spirit within you can help you do it. Christ is able to teach you his ways and make you like himself. I want to encourage you to do every week to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him and it can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you're important to God. You know that already, but you're also important to us at the refinery. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we ought to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.